Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading Candy Corn Crime by Grace Lemon. This is our second dip into the cozy mystery series, so grab yourself a shawl, put on some tea, and pop a couple Xanax, because it's about to get comfy. Anytime you start with a pile, oh sorry, is it what? too loud? A little loud. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Which... little loud meat talk. Hey, welcome back to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, it's me, Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called "Candy Corn Crime" by Grace Lemon. That title uh, hurts to say. It does. Which Why? part? The title or, or her name? No, no. Beautiful name. Lovely woman. The title, though, that's Candy Corn Crime. That's what I hate the way it sounds. You in don't my like ear. alliteration? Oh, I love alliteration, but not those letters after the C's. But do you like candy corn? Uh, no, I mean, it's fine. I do. I've been pitching this for years. Candy corn on the cob. Where is it? It would break teeth. No one wants that. Well, they're not that hard. That's why they got rid of, like, the nerds blizzard. I got a sturdy set of chompers. You can handle it? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, I toss. Big shot. I am Mr. Big Shot. I toss handfuls of candy corn in my mouth and I chew, and it doesn't break any teeth. So you don't even like it, but if you got it on a cob, you'd like it? I Well, I didn't say I'd, it's. I feel about it the same way I feel about regular corn. If it's there, I'll eat it. That's how I feel about like 95% of the foods. If I see it, I'll eat it, and I won't mind it. If you haven't joined us before on the Amazon Book Club, what we do is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. And eat corn. Well, it's just every if it's, if it's there. That's every other episode. This is a non-corn one. Uh, we read the first page of the book, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book. And then we pray. We do. <laughs> what? We yeah. do? Well, we stop recording and then we, uh, you know, we kneel, pray. Oh, uh, I forgot. We do. You do remember the prayer. Um, and then we head home. All right, Ganesh, why don't you read us the synopsis of Candy Corn Crime? I will, but first, we actually got a voicemail. Ganesh, happy birthday, you stupid bitch. How dare you? How dare you take another journey around the sun? You think you're important, huh? You think you got a... You think you're more important than... Hold on, I'm sorry. You think you're more important than the rest of us? Huh? Because what, you're 30, 30 something years old? 31? That's right. I know how old you are. 31 years old. Might as well be an ancient lul. Might as well go in the ground where you belong, you old shit. You ever think that people have birthdays all around the world all the time? You ever think about that? Huh? And that maybe, you know, we should stick to our responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? So if we run a podcast where we read free Amazon ebooks at the 25%. 50%, 75% mark final page. You ever think that you should stick to those responsibilities that you've publicly agreed to? But anyway, other than being rude, I did want to say something nice about you, and that's that you've got good hair, dude. Your hair, is, it looks good. And uh, it's not a 31-year-old man's head of hair. You've got a boy, a boy's head of hair, and that's nice. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I hope it was good. Thanks for 
ruining uh, my life uh, by being a lazy piece of shit. But all right, bye. Wow. Okay. Um, Antagonistic well, right off the bat. You know, I got to say we love our fans. Thanks but for the birthday wish. I do generally agree with the antagonist sentiment, but I will say that I don't like hearing rude people on my phone. All I heard out of that was happy birthday oh. and you have nice hair. Uh, and you guys, you were begging for this. Did he call me a hard worker? <laughs> didn't, I don't know. I didn't hear that. But all of it seems nice to me. I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with it. All right. Great. Happy freaking birthday, Ganesh. Uh, also, it was Shane's birthday more recently, and we're not even talking about that. That's, cool. that's the that's the dynamic. That's Ganesh thinks he's Mr. Humble, but we're doing a special happy birthday Ganesh celebration. I mean, here comes the horns. I didn't ask oh, for this. You asked me. No. Buddy, I got the invoice, and it says Ganesh Sarma right at the top. You placed this order. The horns oh are here. Oh, my God. The horns are here. I didn't sign for this. For some reason, there's an accordion player with oh, them. That no, doesn't I even didn't. go together. Is that Ganesh's dad? <laughs> He's good. Boy. All right. Happy birthday, Ganesh. And uh, 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 Shane, is it? Huh? Uh, let's now jump in. Read us a synopsis of can uh, Candy Corn Crime. It's probably Candy Corn Crime. It is. And this is the sequel to Maple Syrup Murder, which was a very early episode of ours that we recently re-released, starring one Ida No, we're everyone's doing, favorite curmudgeon. Uh, we're playing the hits back to you guys. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before we do a clip episode. Oh, I can't wait. We're never going to do that. Are we? No, 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 no. We don't have enough clips. <laughs> It'll be a 14-minute episode. Candy Corn Crime, an O-Fudge cozy mystery book. Oh, baby is more like it. Candy Corn Crime. Yeah, like the band. <laughs> yeah, these are all K's. You can't see it. Monkey or whatever killed somebody, and it's up to Jonathan Davis to figure it out. <laughs> Save that for your... Uh, That's for all the corn heads out there. <laughs> Save that for the Corncast, the latest podcast on the uh, original Kings of Content Network. Welcome to Cider Island, a town where anyone who's anyone knows something about someone. Well, that sounds like most places and people. Not me. I don't know anything. Dumb as dirt, this guy. Yep. It's just that kind of place. But fertile as dirt. And when the island's most beloved blogger is murdered days before Halloween, the mood is anything but sweet. With Halloween right around the corner, I don't know. Is busier than a mosquito in a nudist colony. I just got it again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Last time it took me like a good chunk of the book to realize that. So. I don't even think I ever realized that. Took you to episode two, huh? I don't know. Is busier than a mosquito in a nudist colony. Huh? Yeah. You didn't write that way. You bragging about it for him. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you, I said it. You <laughs> did. I said it real good. He right. did. Mm -hmm. Way to go, buddy. That's why Shakespearean actors go, huh? You like that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did that. I made that. I'm Romeo. Her famous candy corn crackle fudge has always been a crowd favorite. But when word spreads through town that her frightfully good fudge is at the center of a bizarre murder investigation. Again? It whips Ida into a Frankenstein-sized frenzy. Something's up with the fudge. Man, we should have okay. saved this for Halloween. Can Ida and her offbeat best friend clear her name before Ida is forced to trade in her favorite tricolor candy for stripes of a different kind. I got uh -oh, an idea. Uh-oh, the clank. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to release this on Halloween as the remix. <laughs> no, we just hit the... Um, Eventually, we're just going to just keep re-releasing old edited versions of our original episodes. We're about half a year away from Halloween. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. So this is appropriate half, for now. half Halloween. half Halloween. This is half Halloween. All it takes, guys, is a little bit of spooky music. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah. half Halloween. That's like Christmas in July. This is a new thing we're coining. This is ours. We're going to make t-shirts. Yeah. We should have released this April 31st. 
first, but no. that doesn't exist. Oh, that's so we why. can do whatever we want. Listen, that's the genesis of half Halloween. Everybody, one and all, let's celebrate. Say ladies and germs. That's always good. <laughs> I think I've done that before. <laughs> really scraped the bottom of the barrel. <clears throat> hey, ladies and germs. Let's jump into the first page of Candy Corn Crime. Chapter one. There it sat, piled like a stack of Jenga blocks on the counter. Six pounds of candy corn crackle fudge and another six pounds of Gravedigger's dark chocolate. Whoa. Oh, get, yeah. Let me get some of that. My, my, my. Gravediggers, like the monster truck? <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. That driver loves his dark chocolate. In the off season, that's what they do for income. Chocolatiers. Well, dark chocolate's a little healthier. Uh, yeah, that's why I eat it by the pound. Well, he's got to stay in shape. He's got to man the rig, as that's, they say. That's true. He needs to stay light and nimble up there. Well, I guess they don't say rig. They say man the dig. That's it's true. Yeah. There was so much fudge, it made Ida's teeth hurt just looking at it. That's when you really need to go to a dentist. When yeah. you just look at food yeah, my and teeth, you're aching. My teeth are crumbling out of my head. Can you believe she wanted another 12 pounds of fudge? I recall the voice. Yeah, now. Ida does sound like she has one big front tooth. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> But it's the width of her whole top of her mouth. Yeah. Ida cast a glance in Smudge's direction. Oh, Smudge is the lumpy lab. Still alive and kicking after oh, all these years. This could take place the next day. We don't know. But her ever faithful lab just snorted and slapped his lazy jowls on the cool floor. <laughs> well, tell me about it. That's my move. It's going to be some Halloween party. Ida heaved a relieved sigh. Half Halloween, you mean? She was thankful she had enough seasonal fudge in her shop to fulfill dandy Green's request. Dandy Green? Never trust a dandy. Oh, especially not of the green variety. Mm -mm. Especially since she messed up Dandy's original order and only delivered 12 pounds in total to the popular Cider Island food blogger earlier that day. How was I supposed to know she meant 12 pounds of each flavor? For some reason, I imagine Dandy Green as a man, an elderly man. Yeah, like a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Uh, yeah, actually. Surely six of each would have been sufficient. But then again, you can never have too much of a good thing. Eh, smudge? But the dog was happily lost in a pleasant dream. Smudge. Wake up! With a warm puddle of drool under his chin. Answer me, Smudge. Enjoy a few more minutes, my friend. Then we have to go. Then you'll meet your end. If this fudge isn't at Dandy's by six, she'll be mad as a hatter. Ida carefully but swiftly placed the fudge into a bag, admiring the special Halloween treat boxes she had picked up from her supplier as she went. The containers were frightfully cute with tiny pumpkins, skeletons, <laughs> and smiling witches printed all over. I've often been described as frightfully cute. Yeah, that's true. Often by the police. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> get down. And we're just the right size for a delectably sweet slab of our handmade fudge. Perfect, Ida thought. There should be a um, an Ida no dance move where it's like the yep. a little hand dance from Greece. Oh, you know the um. Oh, the slaps and claps. Yeah. Oh, she, like she, you're slapping fudge. That's what they call it. Oh, no, the hand jive, but uh, like with fudge, more fudge based. Mm, a fudge based jive. Can you picture it? Uh, no, <laughs> having trouble with it. <laughs> Clear as day for me. All right. With the 
last pound of fudge was placed in the bag, Ida called the smudge. Time to go! Fudge's up. We've got 20 minutes to get this fudge delivered. As the sleepy dog shook his ears and stretched his legs, Ida unplugged the orange twinkle lights that wrapped around the window and switched off the life-sized witch. Oh, very conscious of energy. I'm leaving home. Time to turn off my decorations. I leave those up all the time. Hell, it's the middle of May. Got a Christmas tree up right now. They stood at the front of her shop and greeted guests with a friendly cackle. There was only one week until... Halloween, and although she'd been busier than a mosquito in a nudist colony, perfecting her seasonal recipes. Is that line still funny? Yeah. Or is less, it less funny the second yeah, time? Yeah, that's what I thought. I got it the second time, so perfect. Perfecting ah. her seasonal recipes, Ida adored everything about autumn. She loved the scarecrows that hung from the lamp posts downtown. You call it fall or autumn? fall autumn you would that's exactly right oh yeah that is the best description of you too you say fall you say autumn. i'm a fall guy oh i know it you know i just (laughs) i like the crisp autumn air yeah you know what i i'm somewhere in the middle which i think maybe it was also predictable what did you just say farm yeah (laughs) beautiful farm today sir what are you okay sir and the displays of pumpkins and chrysanthemums on each street corner you, na- you nailed that. I wouldn't be able to do it. Chrysanthemums? Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemums. The Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Beautiful bouquet of chrysanthemums. And she laughed every time she looked across the street and saw the funny masks that June Blunder put on her dress mannequins in the window. Yeah. Let me guess. June's a little bit of a clumsy fool. I would think. An oaf. A klutz. There were corn stalks. A mistake. There were corn stalks and hay bales. Bats and skeletons. Can you do it in a more sing-song way? There were corn stalks and, and hot dogs. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, I forgot what it said. Bats and skeletons and even a few white sheet ghosts hanging from the trees at the main intersection. Love a good Halloween town. Little uh, autumn spirit, if you will. You know, Halloween pulls people together. It does. And they band together and create lovely little displays of tacky stuff. Yeah, it is nice. Halloween is just nice. Why don't we do more? Like, can what's what, who's stopping us from making more holidays. Well, we have Halloween, right? Yeah, now. it's Halloween. You know what that means? You got to decorate. First off, you put a bunch of uh, red garbage bags all over your house. That's the first rule of Halloween. We can make up the rules. It's our holiday. What else do you do? Umbrellas. Yeah, you bury a ham in the backyard. Boom. Done. We're doing it. That's Halloween. That's Halloween, dude. The shops looked festive and fun. It's not our fault if you celebrate. Each one ready for the parade of children that would come rapping at their door for the annual treat trail. Rap a tap tap. Halloween's here. The day before Halloween, Cider Island went all out for Halloween, and Ida was proud to call the tiny town her home. Smiling warmly, Ida slipped a woven blue collar over Smudge's thick neck. Ooh, Smudge been hitting the gym? And locked up her shop for the night. She only had 10 minutes until she promised Dandy the rest of her fudge would be delivered. What do you think Dandy is doing right now? Pacing around? Yes. <laughs> Just clawing at the walls? Where's my damned fudge? Carving in little tally marks, counting down the minutes? Man, you know what? This reminds me in some obtuse way. Yesterday, I went to a Broadway show. I went to a show called The Share Show. And it's about share. Three shares on stage at all times. Anyway, when I get there, I thought I bought okay seats. I'm in the mezzanine. What better view of three shares from up top? When a woman sits next to me, an old woman, and she is mad as hell. And she picks up her cell phone and she says, Ticketmaster, I'm pissed off. These seats are awful. I was told I'd have box seats. 
why am I up here near the ceiling? She says, why should I feel bad about it? Like she was making me feel bad about my own decision to buy these mezzanine seats. And then she said, take a master. I bought these on the computer and the computer showed me that I was in the box seats and she didn't get a resolution and she hated the share show. Did you comfort? No, I moved away from her. I moved a seat down. Did she really? grumble? Did she grumble? And no, she was very well spoken. She was an elite, the kind of person that would perhaps call and complain about the placement of the Broadway <laughs> show tickets. Wait, so the show is not sold out. So you could just move seats. Yeah, I moved down a seat. <laughs> There's open seats. It's like a baseball game. <laughs> Yeah, this guy saw popcorn. And I was like, Well, no one showed up till the third inning. I think it's cool if we move down a little bit. I also, so I just, I tend to go for the cheapest shows as opposed to the best shows. So yeah, I went to see King Kong on Broadway weeks ago and similar thing. Like the whole, it was like the upper deck was empty. You could move around. Was Cher in the show? You could smoke weed up there. No. Well, there was three actresses portraying Cher. Oh. Did they do like Cher songs? Oh yeah. There is a whole thing. There was a Sunny. There was was a Sunny? It was the story of Cher's life. It was was the Sunny good? Oh, he was great. He was the best part of the show. How'd they do the skiing? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, they brought out like a slope and then had Sunny just lose control. Really? Uh, yeah, then cut to black and then wake up at his at his funeral. And Cher's crying, crying, Sunny, why? Honestly, kind of close to what happens. Uh, so anyway, go see the Cher show. Make sure your tickets are right uh, or else... Ticketmaster is going to get an earful. And that's a new podcast on our network. Ticketmaster is going to get an earful. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go and complain about my bad. It's like my own personal Yelp. (laughs) That would be a good podcast. It's a guy who complains about the shit that he's done. I hated this restaurant. Just 10 minutes. It's just called My Yelp. Yeah. Melp. Dandy, I'd amused, was the only woman on Cider Island with a name more unfortunate than her own. Dandy, short for dandelion. <laughs> I don't know. What was the other woman's name? Like Judith Fudge or Blunder. something? Blunder. Yeah. Judy Blunder. Blunder. That's pretty Blunder. bad. That's bad. Her name's Dandelion. That's a cool name. Oh, that is cool. It is great. Dandy actually. for short? That's two cool names. You know, she could have gone by Lion. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Danny. But yeah, Lion's another option. Dandy, short for Dandelion. Or Dell. Married Tech Green. Oh, the only people in the world named Dell are overweight 60-year-old men who wear fedoras. I can't argue with this. Uh, what about Dell the Funky Homo Sapien? Dude. Uh, isn't that what he looks like? I've never seen a picture of him. Dandy, short for Dandelion. Married Tech Green, a local auto mechanic a few years back and became Mrs. Dandelion Green. Ida remembered clearly the hurricane of laughter that swept through Cider Island when the newspaper printed their engagement announcement. Rude Island. Oh, it's a small town. You're going to get some of that small town gossip, Austin. Well, it's not gossip to just be like, these people have dumb names. And laugh at them. It's just like, oh, we're just assholes. No. That's got that's a little that tiptoes into gossip. <laughs> well, I guess we know who's a gossip. But the glimmering spotlight of local fame had certainly worked in Dandy's favor, bringing plenty of attention to her new food blog, Sweet Sisters. And rumor had it Dandy had recently quit her job to blog full time. Oh, so she's selling some ad space, huh? <laughs> Old move, yeah. Or maybe she made a Patreon like we did. Yeah, Check it out. Speak of the devil. If you want to go to <laughs> patreon.com slash what was it? Sweet sisters. Sweet sisters. <laughs> so you can subscribe to Dandy's wonderful food blog. Then jump from there on over to AMZ and Book Club and give us $450. I'm not even sure what a blog is. Ida thought out loud as she navigated her car down the gravel back roads toward Dandy's house. Wake up and smell the dandelions, Ida. Come on. Stupid word if you ask me. Blog. Sounds like you're belching. We're vomiting out a word. But I guess it's all the rage these days. When you puke, what word do you say? Blog. Ganesh? I kind of sound like a crow a little bit. Uh. Caca! Is that right? Yep. I've heard it. That's what that is. 
What's going on in that bathroom? I can't tell you how many customers in the shop have told me something about a blog. Well, blogs are all the rage. They are. I mean, how many blogs do you guys look at? I've got, I look at six blog spots, and then I look at a few tumblers. What's your favorite blog spot? Uh, Tumblr.blogspot.com. <laughs> it's just like a preview of what you're going to see on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the latest and greatest on Tumblr, but put into like a nice, convenient blog spot package. <laughs> I just want to see the best of the best, baby. Cut the fat. Cut the fat. And, you know, no more of those WordPresses. No, 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 no. We're done. I follow a couple of those uh, Mr. Tumnus blog spots, you know? Excuse me? Mr. Tumnus. You know, half goat, half man. Is this you? (laughs) Is this, are these like fan, is this a fan fiction? Um, Some of it, yeah. Some of it's just drawings. Uh, Photoshops. Mm -hmm. Generally, it has has a warning. This is mature content. It's never the right part. That's the man. For the parade of children that would come rapping at the door for the annual treat trail. Does Mr. Tumnus have a human penis or what? Human butt cheeks. (laughs) If he's got a human butt cheeks, he's got a human penis. Okay. Am I wrong? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I don't even know what you're I talking about. I thought he about. had goat legs. Mr. Tumnus. He's what the uh, he's fuck human is from that? the from the. You've uh, never seen up. a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is oh, that what that is? the little James McAvoy type. Yeah, he's got a big fat human ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and now also I know the penis of. <laughs> A 45-year-old A 45-year-old adult man named Dell. They have either read about my fudge on a blog. Perhaps another t-shirt. Or want to feature my fudge on a blog. Do you think the writers were like, dude, you're getting a Dell's dick. <laughs> or they tell the writer, me. The writers of what you just said. <laughs> huh? No, the writers of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah. I think they probably. You know, the many writers of that. Sure, the writer's room. Said, dude, you're getting a Dell dick in reference to the commercial from the early 2000s. It's kind of like Shakespeare is written by like 20 people. It's the same thing. That's not true. It's written by 500 people. I want to feature my fudge on a blog or they tell me completely random things they've read on someone's blog. Maybe I'm old, Smudge, but I don't get this whole blog thing. I get it. Change the record, Grandma. I'd have turned left onto Whipping Wind Road before continuing her rant. That's foreboding. What happened to reading newspapers and magazines when I was a girl? It's a rare condition in this day and age to read any block spots in the newspaper. (laughs) I had to roll down the window. Can we get a little applause for Austin? I never get applause. Oh my God. It's the children. This has never happened. The children came out for you. That's the children's chorus. Wow. It's beautiful. Angelic. They have. Is that they have glowing auras? Is that those angels? Is there is there choir leader playing the triangle? Oh my is god! Is that famous jazz trumpet player Chuck Mangione? Are those my dead grandparents? You came. <sighs> you guys shouldn't have done this for me, Austin. I had to roll down the window to breathe in some crisp autumn air, but was distracted by the scads Ugh. of people. She's got a mouthful of fall air instead. Ooh. At Earl Pickengirdle's farm. Hmm? Earl Pickengirdle. Oh, of the Pickengirdle fame. Yes. We know the Pickengirdles. Yeah. Uh, so they're notorious for their uh, cruel slaughterhouses. No, they used to run a industry of, they would sh- they were like a personal shopper for women. They would pick the girdles, the picking girdles. Oh, okay. Let's stop there. No. Okay. Uh, you're telling me you don't follow what I'm saying? Change it. Shut this shit down, folks. We're not We're not following that up. All uh, right. Let's. <laughs> All right. Naughty Shane. Let's... Where's the cozy shit? Fast forward. Yeah. Oh, this was a cozy mystery, huh? We got to get more cozy. We're not cozy enough. And yet. where's the mystery? Comfy cozy. Let's jump ahead to the 25% mark of candy 
corn crime. mark of candy corn crime chapter three so gorgeous grover thinks because you had been at dandy's house earlier in the day and she had eaten some of your fudge oh and she wrote a blistering article about your shop and was angry about the mix-up with her order that you could have something to do with her death both women stared blankly at each other realizing that the string of circumstances didn't exactly tip the scale in ida's favor Ida huffed and angrily balled her apron in her hand <gasps> and slung it around toward the door. Stop calling him Gorgeous Grover. <laughs> yeah, please. That gets my back up, Libby. Sorry, Ida. Okay, so what do we have to do to get you out of this frightful situation? Obviously, you had nothing to do with this, so maybe if we were to provide Gorge... Libby paused and corrected herself. Officer Webb... Dandy's dad, right? Yeah. The blogger is dead. Dead, Dandy, dead. She blogs no more, no more. Officer Webb... The legend of Halfoween. <laughs> Ooh! Death to bloggers, it says. Ah. Officer Webb with some other information about the they bloggers. They say at the right time of night, you can hear the clicking and clacking of the keyboards from the blogger in hell. <gasps> about the blogger's death, he'd pursue other suspects. Other suspects? You mean other than me? Love this voice better now that we're using headphones. This shit is just blasting straight into my brain. It's shaking me to the core. Yeah. Like God intended. I'm having to throw up in between the breaks. Ida felt the heat of fury bathe her face red. I didn't mean it that way, Ida. Of course, you're not a suspect. Not to any normal thinking person anyway. But we both know Grover Webb <laughs> isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Mm -hmm. So perhaps he could use some help. I have an idea. Did you say that Halloween party was this evening? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. At the island community hall. Just a shotgun blast. Why? In my brainstem. Ooh, Ida. Come with me. Libby hopped from her chair and headed for the door. When she realized Ida wasn't following, she bellowed. Hi, uh, Ida. Follow me. What are you waiting for? Do you want to clear your name or not? Ida told Smush to stay and followed Libby to the sidewalk where she was fumbling to unlock her shop door. Huh, I keep meaning to get this key fixed. It takes me 20 minutes sometimes to get the dang door open. Ooh, that's too long. That's a tricky door. Yeah. Kick it. Ida, would you kick a door open? I think I'd try, but I don't think I could is the real answer. What do you depends mean? On, like Steven Seagal? Well, sure. Or anybody who's kicked the door open. There's kind of, I mean, there's different kinds of doors. You got to admit a front door. Probably not a bathroom door. Hell yeah. I kick that shit in a, a, a wooden door. I can kick through it, but then you're stuck. Then I look like a fool for sure. I've got bloody calves, but a front door reinforced. I'd break. You don't want to mess up your socks. No. Well, you've got lovely high white socks. I do. They're, uh, they're silk and they're uh, hand-me-downs. And you use suspenders to connect them to your boxer briefs. That's that's right. I Is do. that where those go? Yeah. Makes a hell of a line up your pant leg, but it's worth it. <laughs> it gives you that support you need through the yeah, day. You know, I don't want these things slipping down my uh, slight calves. I'd always <laughs> found it funny when Libby said things like dang and y'all. Like she was some kind of southerner. Oh. Your inner Paula Dean is showing again, Libby. 
racist. You know, as a Canadian, you should at least use slang that's indigenous to this area, like eh or something. <laughs> it's a. Eh. eh. <laughs> you know how Canadians are always saying eh. <laughs> It's a cold one out there today. What's up to our Canadian fans out there? I know we have a couple. Yeah. What's up? Or as you guys say. Yep. That's right. But Libby just ignored her. She was already three feet into her shop and storming with purpose toward the back. Here, this is all we need. Libby pointed to a display of pet costumes hanging from the wall. I think your hair is twisted a little too tight. What in the world do we need dog Halloween costumes for? Are we taking smudge trick-or-treating? Ooh, you should. Yeah, that'd be fun. He'd clean up. Ever see him work a bowl? Don't throw what saying about Ganesh. 420, baby. Blaze it. I thought we were talking spaghetti. No, we're going to Danny's Halloween party. Incognito, of course. Libby pointed to the costumes again smirked at Ida. Let's see what will work. Maybe I love you dearly, but you're nuttier than a zebra in a horse race if you think I'm dressing up in a dog costume to go to a Halloween party hosted by a dead woman that the police think I murdered. Oh, so you can have a dog and boss it around, but you can't dress up like one? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, no it doesn't work that way, Ida. Not in 2019. No, no, no. You gotta dress up like your pet. Cancel, Ida. At least a day a year. Yeah. Show it some respect. Back, show some solidarity with Perf- Smudge. Perfect day for that would be half Halloween, I think. Another rule. After you're done burying the ham in the backyard, you come in, have a prayer, and then you dress up like your dog. Or cat. Yeah. And you dance with them. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect plan, Ida. We can sit back quietly in a corner and observe. See what these supposed sweet sisters are really like. You never know what we may learn, Ida. Ooh, they're not going to be so sweet, are they? <laughs> Now, a couple of bitter Bettys. Do you want to wear the studded collar or can I? Wouldn't it be bitter brothers? Uh, it would be bitter bitches, but I didn't want to say it. You should be committed, seriously. But look what you made me do. Ida said, shaking her head and crossing her arms over her chest. She watched as Libby unthreaded the collar and wrapped it around her neck. That collar won't fit over your three chins. Oh! Ida dice clay over here. <laughs> Libby's mouth playfully dropped at Ida's snide remark. There's only two, thank you, she said as she caressed the loose roll of skin around her neck. And besides, I have a collar right here that's big enough for a Rottweiler. If it'll fit a Rotty, it'll certainly fit me. What kind of dogs are you guys? Oh, mm, hot. Are you one of those flaming red hot dogs with like the little ties at the end? Oh, I was meant hot dogs. Am I a little hot dog with a no. tie? No, 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 no. Oh. You know those like hot dogs that are bright red and like, oh, like, like a cartoon hot dog? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a cartoon bright red hot dog with a little swirl of yellow mustard on top. What kind of hot dog are you? Now that's the real question. I'm one of the ones in the hot dog race with, For, the, with the relish on it. Also, I just want to say, to close it out, I'm in an untoasted bun. Okay. Who's out there toasting their hot dog buns? I thought you would. You're not a bun toaster? No, nah, man. You look like the kind of guy that toasts his buns. What does that mean? Shane, what about you? What kind of hot dog are you? Oh, you know it's going to suck. I'm going to be one of those stupid chicken hot dogs with like the little pieces of like apple in it or something. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but still. Plain. Also. <laughs> Plainly? <laughs> no, no, no bun either on a bed of wilted lettuce. Yes, perhaps. that's me. What are you, Kanish? I'm a hot dog in the hot dog race with a baseball cap and the relish. You're a CGI no. fictional hot dog. <laughs> me and Shane are real American hearty hot dogs that you can take a bite into. I'm eat. a hot dog you can bet on, baby. I'm an annoying hot dog you see at a health food store and you're like, well, this is all I got. I'm a hot dog like I'm a basketball player that tricks out my dunks. What do you think about that? That's pretty cool. I always pictured you as the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Me? Yeah. As the mobile? No, yeah. you're not so striking. No offense. <laughs> you got wheels? He's got wheels. <laughs> well, to be compared to the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile and then taken down a peg from there. 
You're not even as good looking as the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> well, it's cool. I thought you meant because it got a little motor. No, no, I I'm can just scoot. saying it's sleek that's, and that's timeless. It's sleek and timeless. Yeah, that actually. And when you see I'm starting one, to see myself in this Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. You got to get a picture with it. I, oh, man, when you see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, you text everybody you know. Guess what I see right here? The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I've done it once in my life. Is that Austin? I've taken a photo of it. Me too. You have to. I let me ask. Did you? I saw it in a Seven Eleven parking lot. Where me did you too. See it? Same. Yeah, same Seven Eleven. It was probably. We were probably together. Yeah. I do remember. We were had both jaws dropped. I think we took a selfie together. We did. We did. We yeah. It was beautiful. Can you? I don't know where you were. No, um, actually, Kenny took the photo of us. We we're like, hey, hey, you stranger. <laughs> Hey, reader. Well, I mean, I was driving the truck. Well, it's a mobile. Do you think they have, you have to like get in a pressurized suit to get in there? Or do you think they you can crack a window open? You have to get a special driver's license just to drive it, honestly. <laughs> it's like going into like a clean room. When you walk in, they put you in a suit and they depressurize and they mm-hmm. blast all the journeys. Nobody's uh, taking down the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile from the inside. I'll tell you that. How many times do you think an Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile has been in an accident? And how many of them do you think have been fatal? What if you were killed by the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Do you go to hell? That's my religion. Everybody goes to heaven except for people that are killed by the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> are we done with this chapter? What's happening? Libby fastened the studded black leather collar around her neck and ripped a matching black Zorro mask from the package. Next, she took a silky cape from a little red riding hood costume and swung it over her shoulders. Damn, was she dressed up as the Hamburglar? Ida giggled when the cape barely covered Libby's shoulder blades. What? Libby asked. That looks like a chihuahua-sized cape on a Great Dane-sized body. Libby shrugged and kept flipping through the costumes looking for more accessories. Finally, she topped off her outfit with a colorful clown wig that fit snugly over her long braid knotted into a bun on top of her head. What's she dressed as, an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Ida, still hotter than a jalapeno, could barely contain another giggle. Ooh-wee. You look ridiculous. Mr. Krabs. What are you supposed to be? Does it matter? I'll just make something up. I'm a fool, bitch. <laughs> She's my costume. I'm going as a fool this year. She surveyed the, her costume. Maybe I'm an undercover clown or a little red punk. I look like a regular nincom poop. I don't know. Now it's your turn. I think this extra large lion's mane might fit or this bridal veil. You pick. Let's stop there. She should combine both. Yeah, make her Nala from Lion King. No, a lion bride. Yeah, Nala from a- Lion King. All right, the crowd in the back got that one. Crowd roars. Uh, Thank you. Let's jump ahead now to 50. 50 percent. The 50 percent mark of candy, corn, and crime. Candy, corn, crime. out of the 50% mark of candy corn crime. The next morning, Ida opened her shop, hoping that the annual treat trail would bring a smile to her face. How could all the tiny children dressed in their favorite Halloween costumes not be a bright spot in her day? Ida smiled and busily began filling tiny treat bags with bite-sized peaches, pieces of fudge. Oh, bite-sized peaches. By the way, good. this is cha-ching for Ida, you know? Oh, yeah. She's moving some fudge that right fudge now. fudge money. Yeah. yeah. She is, uh, yeah, pushing fudge hard. 
Push some product. Good for her. And a few lollipops. But her festive fun came to a quick halt when a visitor more unwanted than a hungry zombie came through the door. Ooh, the devil. Ah, good morning, Ida. How are you this fine Halloween Eve? Sounds like him. How are you, Beetlebub juice or whatever? Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Officer Webb. Was uh, Ida's cold greeting. I won't take up too much of your time. I just wanted to speak with you about the dandy green case. Ida didn't answer. She didn't even look <laughs> I up. I ain't talking. Where's my lawyer? She didn't even look up from the small skeleton printed treat bags <laughs> to look Grover Webb in the eye. I thought she had a skeleton. So you got me. Red-handed. Oh, yeah. I stripped her down to the bone. There she is. Take her away. I'm curious about your relationship with her. We didn't have a relationship. You're never going to believe it, but she was a food blogger. She was testing my fudge, if you know what I mean. Ida snarled. She was a customer who ordered some fudge for a Halloween party. That's all. She must have been a repeat customer. I mean, she was. Well, (laughs) you know. What? What? No, I don't know. Yeah. Covered in fudge? It was obvious the woman... She's all fudged up. <laughs> like in James Bond where they kill the Bond girl with oil. This time it's just Ida's fudge. Uh, I gotta say, I yet again, never seen a James Bond movie and I don't intend to. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, it's, it's like this. Yes. It's like candy corn crime. It is. If I ever see it, I'll be like, this is like that time in candy corn crime. Mm-hmm. Also, candy corn crime sounds like an episode name for like one of those Dateline true crime episodes. Well, it would be after this. Local block. Blogger, dandy dipshit. The local blogger didn't know what she was getting into. You know how it goes. Yeah. It was obvious the woman's Friday Indecent. night's Dateline, baby. Gotta come home after school, eat my dinner, watch my Dateline. Ooh, maybe a little unsolved mystery. It was obvious the woman enjoyed her, shall we say, indulgences. Ida felt her hands ball into fists. Her eyes suddenly became fixated on the large, heavy broomstick that stood beside the life-sized witch at the front door. Damn, she got to kill a cop? If only she could reach it. If only she could thump Grover Webb over the head with it and make him forget who he was. Ida's badass. A broom? Fight the power. Unless it's a push broom, you're not going to do much damage. Well, it might be. Push broom strike you. But it's for a witch. Whoa. Yeah. This is just a a regular hay broom. Straw broom. (laughs) The old hay broom. You can poke an eye out with some straw. It's true, you can. It's sharp. Not out, but you could scratch the cornea. I had, oh man, this is not good. No, Um, no, no. Well, I had a really (laughs) uncomfortable bed as a child. Don't tell me. And these little straw. Huh? It was not made of hay or straw, but something (sighs) similar. Okay. It would like poke me and I would go, ow. It was horse hair. (laughs) Oh fuck! Anyway, boy, oh boy, <laughs> just oh, continue. Yeah, that's we'll. Uh, yeah. You, wait, we can't just breeze past the fact that Shane slept on a horse hair bed. I have one question for you: mm-hmm. Did your parents kill the horse? I was thinking I the same know. thing. Or did they shave it? I don't know. I think the horse is fine. Well, it's probably really dead now. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, that's a dead horse. You still have that bed? No, you got a bed full of dead horse it's hair. Like a, this bed's like twenty-five years old. Was At it, the time I had it, was it comfy? No, the little hairs would poke through the thing and poke me in the arm and I'd go, ow. You would be poked at night by horse hairs. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why was this allowed to happen? I was a happen? child. I didn't know beds came in other shapes and sizes and other... <laughs> 
fillings. You just had a lumpy horsehair bed. Yeah, it was really soft. Oh, it was soft. Oh, no, that sounds. Nice. It was soft, but things would poke out of it and poke you, and like maybe draw blood. I hate you know. I hate that about like down feather yes, stuff. It's like, that feeling. Why on earth does anybody have that? It doesn't feel good to have little sharp pinks poking you, especially when it's horse. That's disgusting. Horse hair. No, thank you. Well, horses are pretty clean animals. Not once you start hacking away at them. Yeah, it's self-cleaning. <laughs> like an oven. Well, gross, Shane. Oh, no, Ganesh, you got to stop that. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Cat is on two legs like a human man eating out of the garbage can. <laughs> this is amazing. He learns from his daddy. <laughs> Father like son. Learned behavior, they call it, Ganesh. <laughs> if only she could thump Grover Webb over the head with it and make him forget who he was. But that was evil, witchful thinking. Her eyes shifted. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Round two, baby! Hey! <laughs> wow. wow. He stands so proud and so confident. He cannot be stopped. Where have I seen this before? We got in there. My one Waterloo can made the lid stand up. Ooh, that's right. That's right, folks. It's time for another Waterloo ad. If you want your cats to be standing at full attention at all times, put a Waterloo just out of reach. They love it. They beg for it. They beg for it. It's like, you say, Waterloo. It's the next best thing to mother's milk. That's what it says on the can. But that was evil, witchful thinking. Her eyes shifted back to the stylish simpleton in the blue uniform who was still babbling away. Stylish? You know how local small town cops just look good. He probably had a really rocking bowl cut. Yeah. No, he's a cop. He's got the flat top. No. Is he not? A, he's a cop, right? Not in this town. He's another town. No, cop? cops don't have flat haircuts. In and this town, they have bowl cuts. They have bowl cuts and it's uh, parted in the middle. Huh. Who knew? Just because a woman is built for comfort, that not speed. It does project authority. Doesn't mean she was a frequent visitor here, Mr. Webb. But in order for her to write such a scathing article on her blog, my guess is she had a real beef with you. That's simply your assumption. Ida dismissed. Until the day Dandy was killed. Ida cleared her throat. Ah, met her untimely death. I never heard of her blog, nor have I read it since. In fact, I hate blogs. That's my dog. I don't know. Check her history. She's typing blogger, blogspot, friendster. She's all in there. If Dandy Green had a problem with me or my fun shop, it was news to me. Well, so you know, we're testing the fudge we found at Dandy's house for poison. That's what we suspect was the cause of death. And the initial report from the medical examiner was that there was no obvious sign of a struggle or contusions of any kind. Suddenly, it was like a volcano erupted in Ida's soul and she could no longer contain the scorching verbal lava that flowed from her lips. Oh boy. It kind of sounds like she did it. Yeah, we don't even know if she did do it. Yeah, she could have. Yeah, why do we trust her? She, may, she was, I mean, I mean, listen, she was around another murder. We know this from the last book. Thanks. You know, when they, when they're maybe, smoke, there's fire. maybe Dandy really wanted to pump her blog up. So she poisoned herself to blame Ida for her murder. She killed herself to increase traffic to her blog. Yes. Okay, that's a classic case. Post hummusly. Post. Posthumously. Post. It's not hummus. The word hummus isn't in there, and you definitely don't oh, say it like hummus. I could go uh, for some hummus. Right I now. would love a big old mess of hummus. The best foods come in piles. Yeah. Huh? The best foods come in piles. Yeah, I had a big pile of meat for lunch today. Big old pile of it. Pork. Pernil, they called it. 
It was delicious. Was that the pig's name? And then I also had just a little leg of uh, chicken. Just one leg. Yeah, well, there's. I was like, I don't want to go overboard. I already have the pernil. Don't want to take more chicken than I need. Two meats already seems excessive. Two animals have died just for my common yeah. lunch. It wasn't even surf and turf. No, it was turf and turf is what they called it. Boy, howdy. It was hearty. Delicious. Did you or any of your counterparts think to test other items from Dandy's house that day? Like, maybe the pumpkin seeds that were all over the floor? Did it ever occur to you that maybe dandy at other enemies other you mean other than you talking herself into a corner here for the last time dandy and i were not enemies we were not friends we weren't even friendly acquaintances in fact i hated her i killed her even ida's arms were flapping so hard they almost lifted her from the ground imagine that so to you... become a bird. Oh, now that's a twist. So you were unfriendly acquaintances? Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. Ida heaved a deep breath, her blood bubbling. Obviously. Sounds like she's got another victim in her sights right here. You are only going to hear what you want to hear. So I'd prefer not to speak with you any further. Wow. Yeah, call your lawyer. You're going to need it. Mr. Webb, if your department has additional questions, they can send someone else. Didn't she yell? at someone else that was blaming her for murder in the last book. She loves to yell at everybody. She's got a bad habit of being near murders and then getting super defensive about being accused of them. Which, I guess she just that's doesn't my bugaboo. Know. I don't know. She just doesn't know. <laughs> Come on. It's, I don't know. It's, 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 that's right. It's right there. We'll be in touch once we get the full autopsy report and can confirm the cause of death. Good. That's autopsy is a good word to say in a southern accent. Autopsy. Un- Until then... I don't know. Grover Webb nodded with an aggravating smirk. Let's stop there. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Great place to stop. Uh, it was the end of the scene. So actually, it was a great place to stop. I wasn't being sarcastic. I meant it earnestly. Uh, sarcastic. Hey, let's jump ahead now to, what is it? Let's jump 50. ahead to the 75% mark. Let's of, jump ahead to the 75% mark of candy corn crime. I just said that. Candy corn crime. sponges stink. We go through with them quick. If you pop them in the microwave, they stop stinking. Yeah, then your microwave starts stinking. No, I mean, they just, like, give up. They stink, like, uh, poor quality. <laughs> give me chisers, stink, I'm like. <laughs> what are you, hey, like, hey, you. What are you? That sponge stink. <laughs> what are you scrubbing? Now, what are you scrubbing? Okay, he uses it in the bathroom. It's, only, it's the only thing that he has. Well, I use it on my bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mr. Tumnus. Scrub the dirt off. The dirt I make. Alrighty. Me and, my, <laughs> me and my keepers dirt. Oh my huh? Let's go. Let's play. Let's, play. Yeah. let's read the 75% mark of candy corn crime. Ganesh, please. Chapter 8. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. You Nothing like be- a four page book, don't Nothing you? Me. The shorter the book, the happier my life. It's always been my uh, my motto, which is why I started a podcast where I only read five pages of a book. Uh-huh, so it's a long con. This huh? is how I read every book, but this time I'm just bringing everybody else along with me. Every Halloween, it was tradition for Ida to get dressed up and hand out candy to the little trick-or-treaters and then go for a walk with Smudge to enjoy the decorated porches and carved jack-o'-lanterns around the neighborhood. You did look cute in that lion's mane, Smudge. Smudge is beaten 
down by life. Smudge is just trying to text his friends. Smudge is like, my owner's constantly in the midst of being accused of murder. It's stressful on my dog life. But Libby gave me this for you to wear tonight. I think you'll look dashing. I'd have held up a black silk tuxedo coat and a red bow tie. Oh, wow. You're going to like the way you look at Dog's Warehouse. Smudge, unimpressed with Ida's costume suggestion, yawned and flopped his lumpy body on down on the floor. Again, my signature move. Plop. Mm. Ida saw every costume imaginable throughout the evening from witches and ghosts to superheroes and farm animals. <laughs> oh, that, one of those isn't like the other. You gotta respect the farm animals. They toil the soil. <laughs> There's, Is that, that it? I see Superman. I see Cinderella. And oh, what's that? A dirty pig? <laughs> What were your best Halloween costumes? Um, Well, my dad used to make us like really intricate Halloween costumes because he's an artist. And he made me a box of popcorn once. Yeah. And it was really good. Like I was dressed as a box of popcorn. That's really cool. And it looked good. And we went to the mall and won a contest. Boom. Then we went back the next year and won again. I was dressed as nachos. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, I was like, Dad, I just want to be Batman. And then I was Batman for like five years. My mom always did over the top homemade things too. One year I was a tiger. Oh. And I had a little turtleneck and I had a face painted like a tiger with little tiger ears and also a tiger tail. Oh my, you sound adorable. And then later when I was like 25 years old, I thought it'd be funny to do a little throwback. And I did the same thing. And I was at a house party and the cops came and I talked to the cops dressed like that. (laughs) I remember that. You looked good. I Thanks, know. Are man. there photos of this? Yeah. Ooh. Hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Amazon AMZM book club, we'll send you pics of Shane dressed as a little uh, a teeny tiny. You know, it sucks because I think I'm growling in the photos, too. I was yeah. really in character. Horrible. But, the, you know, the cops went away, so I, you know, I did a pretty good job. You tamed them. Fear the tiger. What was your best Halloween costume, Ganesh? As a little kid, I just did boring shit like Ninja Turtle and Waldo from Where's Waldo. That's a good one. Uh, Nobody does that. And it's so easy. In high school, my mom sued me uh sewed me a charmander costume you're you're blowing word reading when it's your own story coming from your head <laughs> she stitched a but Wait, then, that's not the one i saw you have is it yeah it was that your mom made that costume she sure did wow the same costume that you were drunkenly punched in the face in <laughs> yep that's the same one hey but uh, my time. favorite costume me mom. right after uh, they took down Osama, I was Osama with a bullet hole in his head. Oh, I remember that. It was really good. You had a huge beard. I grew my beard out <laughs> and painted it white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. This doesn't reflect well on me. But every year I was like, you should be Osama this year. <laughs> And then I did it. And then he did it. So it, I honestly, it wasn't my idea. He did it. It was tasteful. <laughs> it was the, it was the opposite of tasteful. It was tasteful. It was more done. tasteful than people that dressed up as like dead Steve Irwin. Oh, that's fucked up. Because he's a good guy. Yeah. Right. Osama, on the other hand, the, 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 the jury's out. <laughs> it's not like I painted my face brown or anything like that. That's true. You even put like gray in your hair for that. Yeah. And we used some uh, paper mache to make a bullet hole. Oh, I remember you could look into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we drilled a hole in your head, I remember. I was in the newspaper. Yeah, the obituary section. <laughs> and by God. Six months later, half Halloween came around, and that's where the legend was born. Ganesh rose from the ashes, puking up bile. He said, Ganesh. Sounded like a crow. You look bad, man. We said that to you because you were deteriorating. Well, it makes sense because half Halloween is around the anniversary of Osama's that's yeah. true. Oh, you have it marked on your calendar? <laughs> I know. I just remember it. The lore's getting deep for Halloween, and I'm losing track. We'll write it down. Some were elaborate and some were simple. It does line up eerily well. 
Hmm. But each was special in its own way, seeing all the happy children and hearing their tiny voices say trick or treat, twick or tweet, when they rapped on her front door brought Ida some much needed joy. Very well behaved kids in this town are all rapping. As opposed to pounding. Yeah, I banged no, on the door. You don't want to bang. You don't want to pound. You want a respectful, polite, rap-a-tap-tap three times. Ma'am, I'm here for the candy. I'm going to actually call all that back. I don't think I ever even touched the door. I think I just rang the doorbell. They had doorbells in your uh, horse hair town. <laughs> you pull on the tail of a cow. <laughs> and it goes, then you that's your, how you know they're you Pull the tail of the cow and then the treats come out. Thank well, you. everyone spent so much on their nice doorbells that, you know, there wasn't other funds to go around for, um, you know, beds. It was a doorbell heavy town. It was a company town. Mm-hmm. You know, in the mountains. <laughs> the doorbell factor was like, oh, you'll all come work for us and you'll be paid in doorbells and they did and they <laughs> were fed and happy yeah hey listen slept really poorly though that's horse hair but her delight continued to be mixed with confusion and frustration she felt like the answer to the riddle of who killed dandy was well within her grasp but she couldn't quite solve the puzzle she had two suspects in mind one herself yes because he's missing the obvious one here which is her one was a let's not rule it out one was a sloppy shoplifter and the other was a film fanatic farmer are these people she just made up or <laughs> let's hear the names i want some uh Want to know that these people could either of them be the murderer? Ida analyzed the possibilities in her mind. Sure, anyone could be. Yeah, I guess. First, Rita. Could the fashion blogger have harbored enough anger toward Dandy to kill her? Did Dandy winning a tiara award push Rita over the edge? A regular blogger's duel. And what about all the clothes jammed under her desk? Did she indeed steal them from June's shop? Eldon said Rita had started her blog to make ends meet after her husband died. <laughs> That's what people are going to think about me when they find me dead. Mm, all these piles of clothes. Do you think he stole them? <laughs> No, I just accumulated them over 15 years and just leave them in my room. You should purge. You know, sometimes it's like, maybe I'm, I'm going to want to wear this t-shirt again. You won't. Yeah. Well, then it's a rag. And then that goes in the rag pile. I got, I got a lot of piles. Listen, piles aren't limited to food, my friend. <laughs> was she suffering from depression? Or maybe she wasn't doing well financially. With Dandy out of the picture, perhaps Rita's blog would get more attention. Jump into a lot of conclusions here. And then there was Earl. Rumor had it that he was selling his farm due to lack of business. Did he blame Dandy for Cider Island's sudden sugar addiction? Was he angry enough about it to poison her pumpkin seeds? He didn't seem like the type, but... So Sometimes looks can be deceiving. I mean, on a place called Cider Island, where Ida's been running a successful fudge business for decades, I don't think this food blogger is the one who introduced them to sugar. Why would he blame her for that? Is that the implication there? That she's started the sugar craze? Well, he's a farmer on Cider Island. He's probably he probably had an orchard, apple yeah, orchard. It seems like he should be booming right now. What's yeah, he growing people out have there? a sugar fix. You know they're going to dip their toes into the natural this sugars. Growing nothing but kale cabbage just hearty savory things that the good people of cider island aren't interested in what was up with all the movie lines eccentric man or depraved killer let me take that again eccentric man or depraved killer Ooh. oh i like can you split the difference eccentric man or depraved killer that's good let's go with that you're hired a a little directing never hurt any 66 straight episodes we're all on audition we finally decided to give ganesh the permanent role of reader congratulations i got the job you got got the job yeah update that linkedin buddy big reader that's what it says that's the title yeah i'd have felt like throwing in the towel and letting grover webb handle things it's technically an internship we don't pay what? It's an out-of-state internship. Huh. Yeah. It's a little loophole. 
loophole, we don't have to abide by New York state tax law. You are uh, currently a West Virginia intern for the Amazon book club. Can I take two weeks off real quick? You can take two weeks off. And what you're going to have to do in that two weeks is remix our older episodes. He may be incompetent and brainless, but he was a trained officer of the law. Maybe it was time Ida simply butted out of the police business. She was, after all, as innocent as the smiling jack-o'-lantern in Fran Dish's window, and surely she would not be fingered as the murderer. Fran Dish. Yeah. Her jack-o'-lantern's a pervert. When the trick-or-treating seemed to die off for the evening, Ida adjusted the bow tie around Smudge's neck and snapped the elastic under his chin that held the tiny top head on his head. He has oh. a little hat, too. She's a little tiny top Ah, oh, brother. Smudge is the true star. Yeah. More smudge, less Ida. See? You look dashing. Better stay away from that poodle down the street. Oh, Control yourself, smudge. I don't want to hear about smudge's humps. No, no, no. She won't be able to keep her curly fur to herself when she sees you in that outfit. I'm not trying to hear He's that. a lumpy lab, not a humpy lab. Smudge tried in vain to bite the bow tie off of his neck as Ida fastened the leash and led the dog to the porch. <laughs> he loves this. You remind me of Eldon in that tie. Ida smiled fondly, thinking of her friend. Oh, Eldon. That's somebody from the first book, right? Yeah, the, um, I remember, the I rem- guy. I remember this name. The guy that made the origami. Oh, is he dead now? The 9-11 truther. Ida smiled fondly, thinking of her friend. Suddenly, his voice echoed in her ears. Hey! What? Sometimes it's better to focus on the crime scene itself rather than the suspects. Clues could be right under your nose. Focus on the crime scene. Even though she normally listened to each piece of advice Eldon offered, Ida realized she hadn't taken even a moment to consider the crime scene at Dandy's. Well, that should be your first step, my man. Crime scene at Dandy's? That's where she died. What did she do? What was the investigation so far? They just looked at her. They're like, that's dead. She's dead, all right. I think it was the fudge. That that's was the dead. Thing. That's fudge. Done. Well, Done. that's it. That's the equation. She saw Dandy lying face down, still wearing her vampire costume. There were a few pounds of fudge at her side. Just a little snacking fudge. Just a little fudge. <laughs> Some walking around fudge, huh? Yeah. One half eaten, along with dozens of scattered pumpkin seeds, dandies, dented and crooked tiara, and a few other everyday items that had been knocked off the overturned table. Ida had an idea. Maybe if she drew this scene on a piece of paper, something would stand out. Something unusual. Something sinister. Ida pulled Smudge inside and told him to sit. Let me draw something and then draw conclusions from it. (laughs) Her dead body sprawled out onto a pentagram. Hmm. There was a knife in her back that said somebody else did this on it. I remember it well. She quickly sketched the shape of Dandy's body on the paper, along with everything else she could remember. She even included the cauldron with the bubbly green liquid and faux smoke billowing to the ceiling. That's what it was. That's a cool effect for Halloween. Ida stood back and focused on her drawing. She stared and squinted, twisting the paper this way and that until she finally slammed in back on the table. I've got it. Now I see is what I already saw. This isn't helping me one bit. Ida felt a wave of frustration consumer. Let's just go. She said to Smudge. Ida and Smudge ventured out to the porch once more, only to have Ida yank the dog to a halt again. Wait. Ida's body went stiff as a board. Smudge, come. She ordered in a panic. (sighs) Please stop shouting at me. Dragging the dog behind her as she scurried back to her drawing, she re-examined it closely. Holy mother of peaches, she gasped. That could be it. 
That could be the biggest clue yet. Ida spun away from the table, hollering for Smush to come. But after two false starts, the dog was reluctant and resisted. So you're telling me this lady just drew a picture and now she's like solving the crime? Yeah, yeah that's how it works. You draw the crime, you uh solve the crime. Yeah, the that's, crime. A, that's the old saying. You're right. I don't, we'd be so stupid to forget that. They don't teach arts in schools like they used to. No, no, not at all. Well, what was that, 75? We rounding the corner here? We're coming on home, baby. Ooh, they're waving us in. The third base coach says, get down and slide. Here we come. Home plate. We're doing it. Last page. Who cares? Fuck it. Come on. Ida, did you do it? You killed her. You killed her, Ida. Okay, we're almost done. Last page. Candy corn crime. She plopped her purse on the counter and released Smudge from his leash before snapping the paper open and devouring the headline stretched across the page. Oh, I can't wait. Most sinister Halloween ever. Ooh, ever? Not a lot of information for a headline. Ida plopped down on the stool and continued reading. After what some called the most sinister Halloween ever, Cider Island police say they have made arrests in two separate crimes. Police officer Grover Webb confirmed that two Cider Island residents are now in custody. The first arrest was made late last night in the alleged murder of Cider Island blogger Dandy Green. I wish every book ended with like a newspaper recap of what happened. That's perfect. This would be great this for This is everyone. great for us. Yeah, no. Selfishly, if you're an author, write your books like this. Yeah, please. And then we'll like it. You'll get the Amazon Book Club bump. The seal of approval? Oh, yeah. Or no? No, well, sure. Yeah, why not? We're not giving them out to everybody. Green was found dead in her home several days ago, and according to Webb, the police are confident they have the killer in custody. Charged with murder is 32-year-old Todd Carp of Cider Island. All right. Mr. Carp? Hadn't heard of Todd, but, you know, don't like the sounds of him. Police allege that Carp- He seems a little fishy, am I right? Oh. Folks, police allege that Carp, who suffers from type A personality disorder, whoa, 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 blamed Dandy Green and her confectionery blog, Sweet Sisters. That seems a little inappropriate for the newspaper. But he's, here's his list of personality disorders. This guy hasn't even been put on trial yet. <laughs> He's just he's at the police station now for the demise of his marriage to 29 year old former swimsuit model Candace Carp. When our reporters caught up with Mrs. Carp, she had this to say about her husband's arrest. I guess I didn't realize how much he missed those itty bitty bikinis I used to wear. I'll miss him, but I'd miss cupcakes more. What is this? this is a tawdry tabloid? Yellow journalism. Police say evidence was brought forth that suggests Carp killed Dandy Green by swapping her nasal spray with a lookalike bottle filled with hydrofluoric acid. That's pretty cool. What? Yeah, I feel like if you do that, you should get away with it. Also, they were like, there was no sign of a struggle. Hi, wouldn't the acid just like burn your fucking face? <laughs> Did she always have that hole at the virgin her nose? <laughs> I think so. Was her brain always leaking out of her face? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, it was. Yeah, unsightly. No, that's dandy. Green inhaled the toxic chemical and died moments later. The trial against Todd Carp will begin November 14th. The second arrest was in regards to a rash of shoplifting incidents at June Blunder's dress shop. Charged with theft is 44-year-old Rita Redigan. Good callback. June Blunder getting robbed. It's so sad. A fashion blogger and president of the Tiara Committee. Redigan has been fined $2,000, ordered to complete 60 hours of community service, and must also return all the stolen merchandise. <laughs> That's such a light sentence for stealing thousands of dollars of merchandise, right? Well, it's Cider Island. Yeah, they, you know, good progressive uh, DA out there. 
As long as it's not Moida, they don't care. They don't even seem to care much about that either. June Blunder's shop will reopen today with a special Steal of the Deal sale, including 20% off all ladies' dresses. <laughs> this news article is like, come on down. <laughs> come on down to June's goons or whatever. Cider Island residents can sleep a little easier tonight knowing these two criminals are in police custody. Ida exhaled enough air to blow up an entire bouquet of balloons. Oof. It felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of her shoulders. Ida waltzed her way to the kitchen, feeling as light as a bird, just as Libby came storming through the door. Ida, look, I won. I won a tiara. Libby was waving a paper like a bird caught in a hurricane. Do you like my tiara? Who even wants that? A tiara? Yeah. They're all the rage inside her island. It's kind of interesting that women wear tiaras. What if men just wore crowns? We should get that going. Nah, that's gross. Original Kings of Content, we have to wear the crowns. It's in the contract. Yeah, Burger King crowns. No, no, no. Original Ooh. Kings of Content, we get to print our own crowns. Ooh, Ooh and they got to be paper. Yes. Because they're fun to... To make. Click together, you know, in the back. Yeah. You go... That's <laughs> true. I love it. Better than a clown wig and started collar. Ida joked. It makes me look like royalty. Ida was so relieved that Dandy Green's case had been resolved. She's still dead. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, well, fuck her. That she couldn't even be annoyed at Libby. I guess I should curtsy in your presence. Nah, you can just bow. She slapped Ida gently on the arm and laughed. Say, did you see the paper this morning? Nah, just finished reading it. I can't believe Gorgeous Grover cracked the case. Ida thought. Gorgeous Grover didn't do any such thing. He just happened to be nosing around in the garage, eavesdropping on her and Eldon. But that was their secret to keep. Surprising. Ida agreed. So, now that you're a free woman, uh, not like you were ever a real suspect, maybe you'll consider joining me at my place for movie night tonight? Ooh. I'm bringing Ooh. The fun. What are they gonna watch? Oh, man, I know what it's gonna be. What? Porn? <laughs> I was going to say Vanilla Sky. Oh. Because it's got a little fun name for Fudge Lady. Yeah. No, you're right. Or maybe Chocolat. How's uh, that? That's better. Yeah. They're going to read Super Fudge to each other. I was going to say Jerry Maguire, but I, that doesn't really play. You got the whole chocolate scene in uh, Forrest Gump? Just that scene. On loop. They loop it. They watch it on YouTube. Movie cast. The two parts where he says that. Movie night? Ah, yes. Libby had been bugging her to come over ever since they visited Earl at his farm. At the time, Ida was too wrapped up in clearing her name and, quite frankly, didn't give a damn. Oh! Oh, you gotta Fudge. do it. Come on. You know we gotta do it. Damn. I wish I was your fudger. But now, maybe she would. Might be fun. We'll do it in honor of Earl as my apology for considering him a suspect. That reminds me. Did you hear about Earl? Ida shook her head as Libby continued. What's he up to? He landed a big Hollywood part. Word is, he's known for a while, but had to keep it confidential. Damn, cool. That's why he was selling the farm. He was cast as Gollum. <laughs> And we need a hideous old farmer for this role. <laughs> Go find us one. Then bring him to the Oscars as a joke. We'll throw garbage at him. Hollywood's rough. Ida suddenly felt foolish for thinking Earl would sell his farm, all because people were eating more junk food than rabbit food. And she felt even more foolish that she believed Earl could have actually killed Dandy. Explains his obsession with famous movie lines. He's just killing the critics these days. Oh, they hate him. <laughs> 
They were like, please. Please get this monster off my screen. He disgusts me. What is he, a fucking farmer? This guy looks nice. Look at that tan. So A.O. Dowd writes. That guy sucks. He's a bad movie reviewer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so what do you say tonight around seven? On one condition. I'd have raised in one browder friend. No costumes. <sighs> oh, that's a relief. Deal. The two women shared a laugh as they sat down to enjoy a cup of coffee and a piece of leftover candy corn crackle fudge. First, the I, I heard it's poison. You better watch it. End. Whoa. Okay. Wow. That's a good one. As that's, I like to say, uh-huh. candy corn case closed. Oh, yeah. He does say that often in many inappropriate situations. That was a good book. I had a good time. That was fun. Right. It yeah. was great. It was good. I a like little, it. we got to uh, hike on back to Cider Island. I'd go back again. Uh, no, I'm retiring that voice forever. What? I can't you do it. You were so excited to do it. Yeah. It's just like the whole reason you brought it back. Right. In six months, you're going to change your mind. Yeah. Perhaps. The real Halloween. Ooh, no, next half Halloween. Half Halloween? So in like a year? In a year from now, we'll come back to Cider oh, Island. Oh man, we created a new holiday. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky and you make a new holiday. I don't know if this was one of those times. Halfloween. It just rolls off the tongue. Sure. That's how you say it. (laughs) All right. You want to cast this as a movie? I forget who we casted last time. I feel Um, like for uh, Ida, I'm thinking Kathy Bates in Misery. Oh, I was going to say Dame Judi Dench. Oh, okay. A little different takes on it. What do you think, Anish? I was thinking more of like a Melissa McCarthy. Oh, younger. Okay. I could see it. I could see it. Now, what about Dandy? Deadass Dandy. Deadass Dandy. Big Dead Dandy. Well, who's dead? Okay. Um. Well, let's start at the beginning. Adam, <laughs> Eve, and then their whole kid, their brood. Was that, it Cain uh, and Abel? That right. snake, I believe. Oh, yeah. Devil snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the giant and that really small guy that right, fought each other. Let's zip forward a little bit. Copernicus. Sure. He's dead. Martin Short, alive. He could do it. He could do he's it. He's got though. the range. He's got the range. It's kind of Jiminy Glick as... Dandy. Well, Dandy's a woman. Yeah, no. but it would work. It would play. Now, really, though, Dandy, I'm thinking... What about? I was saying she's kind of... She's a blogger, so she's young-ish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, perfect. I, had, I know the perfect person. Let's hear it. Got the size, got the age, uh-huh. and a little of that blogger tenacity. I'm going to say The Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again... It is a woman. That's fine. Wake up and smell the 90s, dude. I'm going to say that Dandy is played by the late wrestler China. Oh, that's great. Wait, did China pass? Oh, she's dead. Dead as Dandy. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that sucks. It's heartbreaking. The life of wrestlers is tragic. Now, who else is in this book? Um, we got Gorgeous the- Grover. Grover. Grover Webb. Grover uh, Webb, the policeman. policeman. I was going to say Eddie Money. Yeah. Of um, Take Me Home Tonight fame. Yeah. No, I could go with Eddie Money. I actually like that. I see it. Loud and clear, big guy. And then we got the other uh, Ida's friend. What's her name? Oh, the um, the last person she was talking to. Yeah. That put on the crazy costume. Libby. Libby, 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 Libby. Libby. Well, okay. How about? How about Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> you just got <laughs> Melissa McCarthy in a dual role. Is that what's happening in your version of this? Well, she could handle it. She really could. She could. She could do it all. It could be like a Dr. Doolittle, Eddie Murphy situation where Melissa McCarthy's nearly all of the characters. Yeah, like the clumps. Yeah, of course. I can see it. All right. Hey, good. We did it. We settled it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for joining us at the Amazon Book Club. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our artwork. You can find us at AMZM Book Club at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, 
you can subscribe to us. If you give us $5 a month, we'll give you two premium episodes. That's at patreon.com slash AMZN book club. But why stop at $5 when you can give us 10 or 15 or 20? Theoretically, thousands and thousands of dollars, and I would be forced to accept it. You can also find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can give us a call. Ganesh, what was that number again? 567-309-0357. That's right. That's it. I knew that. I don't endorse it. happy birthday. I don't endorse it, but but do what you want, people. Yeah. Wish Shane a happy birthday. Somebody, please. He needs the encouragement. Don't worry about it okay. you got your own thing going on right. i don't need your well wishes that's actually admirable Anish looks pathetic all right that's the end of the episode thanks for joining us have a great life goodbye goodbye bye book club wow 31 31 years old man that's cool um in some cultures they would have thrown you over the cliff due to uselessness by now but good thing that we live in the united states of a united states of america where we uh, hold on to our oldies past their general uh sell-by date hey man look the thing about you as a person is that you aren't smart <laughs> and you aren't particularly talented but you're not like but your spirit dude is something that you've truly cultivated over time in a way that like i don't know man it really you got there's something about you it's not it's hard to describe it's like not a talent or a it's like a person you're like a person with a weird mole on your face but the mole is coolness you're nice man but also like you suck but you're nice overall and uh yeah man i'm happy you're alive dude i really am I look forward to uh, many more episodes of the Amazon Book Club. I look forward to many more years of Ganesh. And, uh, man, happy birthday, dude. You know, live it up. Live it up. You got at least a healthy two to three more years in front of you. So enjoy. All right. Bye-bye.